Joining us now in our studios is uh, Northfield City Administrator Ben Martig. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Um, the mayor may be in with us here in shortly. We'll see. But let's talk about last night's city council meeting. Uh, you had uh, met for the first time in June. We're, God, boy, we're almost halfway through the year already. You yeah, had, time time moves along quickly, it, it doesn't it? It does. <laughs> uh, let's uh, talk about uh, the street construction and uh, bonding for that. Uh, our our uh, road construction season's underway now. You know, winter's over, and now it's road construction. So about $4 million in uh, general obligation uh, bonds for uh, reconstruction this year. That's right, Jeff. Uh, in fact, on my drive-in, they were uh, doing my street out in front of me, starting to do some mill and overlay, and uh, so they've been busy doing repairs uh, on that uh, related to the northwest area. Uh, we also have... Um, and so last night, the city council uh, did some uh, authorized to move forward with uh, plans for uh, issuing bonds for the financing those projects, like you said, for over $4 million. In addition to that mill and overlay work, we're doing some work on Honey Locust Drive uh, Connection. We did actually have some, an agenda item related to that where we had some discussion that was ultimately approved. It was removed from the consent agenda to provide another trail connection to the East, River, uh, East Cannon River Trail. Um, we're also doing the repairs on the bridge, uh, street, fifth street bridge project. That's still ongoing and hopefully it'll be wrapped up here in June. Uh, in yeah, addition, Oh, go ahead. That, that's the most popular question that I'm being asked <laughs> so far in the last couple of weeks is when are they going to get that bridge done? When are they going to get that bridge done? She just said, where's Dave Bennett? Where's Dave Bennett? Come on, Dave Bennett. And Mayor Pownell is now with us. Uh, yeah, squeaking in here by the skin of my chin, chin, chin. There you go. But uh, it will be done. The, the, the bridge is going to be done this month. I would, well, uh, this week, as the mayor said, our <laughs> this, public this works director and city engineer um, is not giving an absolute, but he's saying uh, hopefully a tentative end of June is scheduled um, for that repair. And um, I know he gave a prog he sent out a progress report on that project uh, recently as well. Um, so they, they are, they are progressing along. Uh, but in addition uh, to some of those improvements, uh, we also are doing some uh, equipment uh, borrowing with this package of bonds as well, including a, uh, a snowblower in the city, uh, city's share of the, uh, fire department's uh, truck that we're, uh, purchasing right now. And so the council mm -hmm. authorized to move forward with issuing, um, those bond, a uh, request for bonds. So that will be, the sale will happen, uh, on July 12th, and then we'll expect to bring it to the city council, um, uh, following that and hoping that we can, uh, have our bond proceeds available as early as August 4th. So mm -hmm. that was on the schedule last night and, and authorized by the city council. All right. Let's move on to our next topic. Uh, the agreement between uh, the city of Northfield and uh, the school district concerning the community and rec services that uh, they administer. Uh, let's talk about that. Uh, anything, it seems like a pretty standard thing. Do we have that pretty well down now after years of this, doing this? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a solid agreement, and it's a good way to carry out the community ed uh, recreation programming the, uh, through the city and our school district. The part This is a partnership with the school district, and I think of last night I learned that it's been in place for like 18 years or something like that, so a long time. And I uh, just really appreciate that you have... Uh, at least one entity that's really looking at all of the different facilities within the city, whether it be on city property, school district prop 
property or even uh, some of our nonprofits that are functioning within the city, really utilizing all of our spaces to be able to serve uh, the community. So I think I, I had asked some questions last two questions I think were asked about just in terms of diversity and access to the services. And then I asked another question with regards to just recreational opportunities for our high school youth that maybe don't want to be involved in the competitive sports any longer, or they can't because the programs are not, cannot accommodate the number of youth that really want to be participating in. And uh, so Aaron Bailey, who is our our contact or the person through our school district really talked about maybe expanding some of those intramural opportunities for kids. So hmm. it's a it's a great partnership, and I'm just really grateful that they were able to be there last night. All right. And for, if I understand this right, and hopefully I was reading that correctly uh, in the uh, packet last night, the overall budget for Ed and Rec is somewhere around 400000 Is that, do I have that? With uh, the city chipping in about one hundred and Forty somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I don't have the total cost on that okay. side, but when you mentioned the city's contribution, that's the right amount. Um, yeah, and we uh, so we are partners with them on that. And again, the community education um, is much broader than uh, just the recreation side of it. The city's partnerships directly related to that. So if you see the kind of the rec community education guide that goes out and things it's the recreation related program that really partners directly with them on and it's part of a bigger programming that aaron and her department operates mm-hmm. all right let's move on uh we have talked about uh defacing sidewalks and public uh structures and being more specific on that sidewalk chalk is uh got uh did they get the green light on that last night what can we do with sidewalks well, we had um, we had one new option that was uh, presented last night uh, that was an alternative that we didn't discuss at the last meeting, and that would be to um, allow for sidewalk chalking throughout town with the exception of the historic district. So that was a third alternative that was presented to the city council. Um, the first two was one, stay as is, which basically would mean that the um, sidewalks uh you would not be allowed to have chalking on sidewalks throughout the city um so there would just be no action on that one if the if the if the council wanted to stay with that the second one would be to open it up and allow the sidewalk chalking across town so we had the first ordinance um reading or review or option i guess to introduce that um we had a few different actions around that and had some different discussions with council kind of balancing the i think everybody's in support of the idea of you know, having creative uh, art with kids kind of art. The problem that we've talked about around this ordinance is under uh, free expression laws, under our constitutional rights, First Amendment rights, the challenge is the city has to be consistent in how it uh, enforces uh, that uh, across the community and and also related to the content. So regardless of whether it's a nice piece of art or maybe a controversial issue, um, we have to really treat it the same. And that's where it gets tricky because... Um, uh, free expression, uh, you know, crosses a very wide breadth, and there's very narrow, if we were to allow it, there's very narrow abilities to restrict it. It might be things like threatening language to somebody, like harm, physical harm and those kinds of things that the attorneys provided some input on. But we had a couple of uh, of uh, actions of the city council. Mm-hmm. Mayor, I don't know if you want to go through those, those sure. actions that kind of occurred and then ultimately what passed uh, last evening. 
Mm-hmm. So ultimately, and this was requested to be on our council agenda by Councillor Graybaugh and Councillor Peterson White, really looking at uh, updating the ordinance to tw- 20th century standards, right? Where it's no longer, I think the ordinance is from 1909 or something like that. Um, updating the ordinance so it would explicitly make it legal for kids to do hopscotch and uh, write. I think the turtle, right, came up last (laughs) night. Yes, of course. I mean, everybody wants that. We're not going to have all our children in jail. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, um, but really also would enable the groups like Say Their Names to be able to uh, sidewalk chalk in our downtown Bridge Square area. So, and... uh, Yes, so there there was a motion on the table to do just keep as is, um, and Councillor Ness uh, was the one that made that motion and withdrew it uh, to give the opportunity for Councillor Graybaugh and Councillor Peterson White to move forward the the version of the ordinance that they were really hoping uh, to get passed last night, which was that that language that would allow sidewalk chalking throughout the city of Northfield, regardless of the historic district, regardless of I think it's almost like messaging, I would even say, and I don't have the exact language right here in front of me, but it, it just makes it legal um, for people to do that. And I think that that was the original language uh, last night that I shouldn't say original. I don't want to confuse people. So the let me read it. I do have it here. All right. So it would say, uh, no, the version that was passed last night states no person shall write print stick post or place any bill placard or sign of any description upon the sidewalks or other public structure of the city for the purpose of this section the use of substances intended to mark concrete for less than 24 hours that can be completely and easily removed from sidewalks with non-pressurized water including but not limited to sidewalk chalk to temporarily letter, color, decorate, or mark any sidewalk shall not be considered to deface such sidewalk. And so that would be in place citywide, and that's uh, the verbiage of the language that was uh, approved last night. I believe it was on a 4-3 vote last night. And I think the for those that didn't vote in favor of it, I think the concern was more about that messaging that can be utilized that is more... Um, it wouldn't be prohibited, but is maybe a little bit more controversial, may create an unwelcoming environment within our city parks or the downtown area, any place where it would be. And um, we just have, we're getting into a time period here where people are being more vocal about what they believe. And sometimes it's not necessarily uh, the language chosen isn't necessarily welcoming to all. Uh, But it is a First Amendment right, and ultimately the council last night uh, went in that direction and uh, just hoping that people will use good judgment uh, throughout our community here and ensuring that they're um, not placing stuff on our sidewalks that creates an unwelcoming environment, but also knowing and understanding that that that's legal. No, So there's basically no restrictions on that other than... Um, I think what was the term was used was fighting words or some type of uh, comments, some inflammatory comments. Uh, so are those still subject to uh, a penalty by law? They aren't specifically called out, so they'd be dealt with uh, separately um, 
you know, with our mm-hmm. police department to kind of determine that. The, the, okay. the baseline expectation, though, is, is like like you said, anything goes. And so if we and have, if you don't like it, get an eraser. We'll be looking for some clarifications, like mm-hmm. like that example. Like if we do run across that, where there's some kind of directed at an individual, some kind of threat or something, our attorneys will be working on drafting up some greater guidance on that. Um, uh, maybe we can even have that for the council meeting to have some uh, the follow up second reading that would be scheduled to have as additional information in there. Um, but yeah, that would be a pretty limited, narrow a focus where that would occur. So I think the, the like the mayor's. Well said. This is going to be more self-regulated because, for the most part, it's going to be wide open uh, related to that. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next uh, next item on the uh, regular agenda, and it's uh, concerning conversion therapy for minors and vulnerable adults. Uh, the the uh, actually reads uh, the way it actually reads is review and discuss of ordinance prohibition of conversion therapy for minors and vulnerable adults. Mm-hmm. There you have it. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, well, let me, if I could just read it again, because I think that that's really important to get the words correct here. Mm-hmm. So conversion therapy or reparative therapy means any practice or treatment by a provider that seeks to change an individual's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. And conversion therapy does not include mental health services that provide assistance to an individual undergoing gender transition or confirmation. It also does not include uh, mental health services that facilitate an individual's acceptance, support, understanding, exploration, and development of gender identity or sexual orientation. And mental, it does not include mental health services that prevent or address unlawful conduct, or unsafe sexual practices if such mental health services do not seek to change or are not conducted with the goal of changing the person's sexual orientation or gender identity. So this is a conversion therapy ban as a follow-up to the governor's executive order that I believe that he put in place July 15th, possibly uh, last year. Uh, That executive order is not law. And uh, and the concern was that if uh, legislative, um, if things were to change at the legislative level, at the state level, that that executive order could be undone. And so there was encouragement at the local level for cities to place an actual law on the books that would prohibit conversion therapy or reparative therapy. And this has been um, in process, I think, for over a year There are a certain list of cities within the uh, state of Minnesota that have already passed bans like this. And uh, so this was working its way through the process through our Human Rights Commission. And last night was presented for the first time for the council to consider, ask questions, because it's not something that's been on the council agenda previously, for us to consider, um, yeah, ask questions, make sure that we have solid understanding of what's being Propose and uh, City Attorney Hood was there last night to answer any questions that the council may ha- may have. This will be on uh, the council's July twenty first agenda for the first reading of this ordinance. So, How, has anybody been doing that? How would we know if somebody is uh, practicing conversion therapy here in town? And, and how would we? Uh, is there going to be a penalty for doing that? Is this a licensing issue and uh, to revoke their license or? Yeah, the um, 
that these are not typically things that would be advertised. In fact, mm -hmm. the, you know, most of the professional associations, this has been a discredited practice, um, like in the medical perf you know, world and from th uh, proven therapists and things. So you don't typically, I think, see that there's like advertising for this type of services to occur. So it's uh, difficult uh, to know that question about whether it exists or how much that might be happening for that. There's certainly been testimony of people experiencing this um, in the past. Um, and, you know, that's one of the, the issues with it, too, is, is that there's um, high rates of mental health, negative mental health impacts and suicide rates and issues kind of around this type of a practice. Um, so that's difficult to know that the, the, we would take complaints. If we received a complaint, there'd basically be an investigative process. We'd be using our police department, you know, treating it almost like a criminal type of complaint that we might receive in that case. It would follow through an administrative citation process. So like a fine. So if there's a determined that, you know, in consultation with the attorney's office, if we determine that it did exist, it would be subject to our fines under our current ordinance that was recently adopted. There's kind of a catch all fine. So the first offense would be $25, it would go to 50 and then $100, but we're going to be revisiting that. Um, administrative fines under law can go up to a $1,000 fine, but we'll be looking at other cities and bringing that forward uh, for uh, additional uh, things to, for the city council to look at. But that would be the that would be the penalty if there were such issues that were um, determined to be, uh, that the complaint were determined to be true. And then there's also due process rights too, where we have a uh, administrative law judge process that would go through if people were to appeal. All right. Uh, once again, Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Martig are with us right now. Is there anything else uh, outside of the meeting that you'd like to bring up uh, while we have you in here? I don't know. It's June. I'm just so <laughs> glad it's June. Um, Boy, the last couple of weeks have been uh, pretty crazy with holidays yes. and graduations and celebrations and everything in between. So it's been a busy time. Yeah, it has. I'm just really looking forward to um, our library books and stars uh, programming that's happening in our, our parks i believe central park and way park and i think there's one scheduled at our northfield pool i think the community band concerts maybe are still happening or they're starting mm -hmm. up again on thursdays in downtown northfield so there's just a, a lot happening just encourage people to get out and enjoy the beautiful weather yeah enjoy a good town that you live in yes that's right, right. Mayor, Mr. Uh, City Administrator, Mr. Martig, thank you so much for coming in today. We appreciate that, and we'll talk to you again next week. All, All right. right. Thanks, Thanks Jeff. Jeff. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martig.